Pendleton Center Church. We are the Chancel Choir. If you're new to our church, please pick up a welcome folder that's at the connection site or the welcome and information desk. We'd like to know you were here, so everyone, please put your name on the friendship card you'll find in the bulletin. If you would like to receive the church newsletter or need an update of any information, please be sure to fill out the address, email, and phone number. On the back, you can write prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Please enjoy our service and have a blessed day. Well, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice. And be glad in it. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. with me. Dear God in heaven, you are such a blessing in our life, and we pray that this morning we might experience you and the power and wonder that you can put into our lives. Gather with us, bless us, help us to experience the living Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you, if you're able, to stand as we're going to sing together. In Christ there is no east or west. together in confessing our faith is contained in the testaments of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ?
Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Amen. The Lord be with you. Please be seated. My friends at Pendleton, you know, with Adrian in this age of technology, I'm here with you, but I'm really not here with you, if you know what I mean. And you know, when I think of Pendleton and Nicaragua, I think you are there with us, even though you're not there with us. You're there with us in so many, many ways through your donations of goods, your clothes, your shoes. You're there with us with the buckets. You're there with us with the donations you make for our different projects. You are there with us in your prayer, and we know it. And I don't want you to think we take you for granted. You've been part and parcel of us for years now, and we don't take you for granted. We can't. You know, we are blessed. We are blessed, and we have so many privileges. Number one, we're born in the States. We have a life, we have a family, we have education, we have health services. We don't know what it is to do without. And yet we try to instill in our people in Nicaragua, if you have a privilege, you also have an obligation. When we give a family a milk cow, we tell them this is a privilege. Your obligation is to those elderly in your settlement or in your community. Make sure they get some cream. Make sure they get us some of the cheese that you make. You have to reach out to them. So the idea of sharing isn't limited only to those who are blessed, so to say, because in one way or another, we're all blessed. And I see that, I see that even in children in Nicaragua. We were giving them toys. I remember one little girl, we were giving her a doll. And she was thrilled. She was just so thrilled to have that doll. And when I went back to that mission about a month later, I noticed another little girl had the doll. And I said to her, what did you do with your doll? And she said, I gave it to her. And I said, but now you don't have one. And she said, no, but she does. That's the idea of sharing. That's the idea of knowing when we have something and somebody else might need it more, we reach out. It might not always be easy, but it's always right. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being so much a part of us for so long. And I ask our Lord, truthfully and sincerely, to bless each one of you for every minute, for every year you've been a part of us, for everything you've donated, for every penny, for every piece of clothing, for every pair of shoes, for every bucket given. God bless you, and may his blessings be far beyond what you could ever hope for. Amen. Anne-Marie Zahn runs a mission in Nicaragua, which is a country right now in a lot of turmoil and confusion. And we've been working with them for over 30 years. It's a wonderful mission, a ministry to help the poor. And if you don't know who Anne-Marie Zahn is, you might remember Ziggy and Zahn. She grew up in western New York. So we have a personal connection to this mission, and it's a wonderful thing where they do incredible things to help people to not just simply have help, but to actually come out of the struggles and difficulties of poverty to become something more. So it's a great mission, and we do offer it up to you as an option uh, if you'd like to give an extra gift to that this morning. Uh, this morning, I also wanted to mention to you that, uh, and, and I have to have this note because it's too much in here for me to remember, 
Maisie Joy Prendergast was born, which means child of light in Irish. Uh, this is uh, Katie and Ryan's uh, daughter, but it's also the granddaughter of Tim and Jeannie Prendergast, and it's also the great-granddaughter of Ollie Burbage. Uh, so that gives us some connection to us, multiple generations of people, and we celebrate with them today. Are there other things we'd like to share or celebrate this morning? Your daughter's birthday's today. That's wonderful. Great, great. Yes. Jan is coming home from rehab today, which is a, which is a great thing. We've, we've had a few good things happen in that way. Sam Matina is home from the hospital, and um, so people are actually, we, we sometimes talk about them when they go into a difficulty, and we don't praise God for when God helps them to come back to be with us. Yes. We do have wonderful volunteers. You might notice a little disruption in our building. We had a little bit of a flood Friday night. I happen to be in Oklahoma, so I couldn't be one of those wonderful volunteers. But uh, we did have great people come together. In the meantime, there's a little confusion and a little questions about what's going on. If you have a question or a concern about the building in that way, Debbie Priest, who just shared that, is the one to talk to because she's trying to arrange everything. So we thank everybody who helps us in so many wonderful ways, not just with the building, but with all the great ministries that happen in our church. What else do we have? Yes. Twelve new lay servants as of yesterday. Wonderful. We had that training here yesterday. Yes. Whose birthday, Katie? Happy birthday, Katie. <laughs> oh, don't embarrass me. Yes, yes. Great. So Sandy had great surgery and successful surgery. Yes. She could sing happy birthday. Well, wonderful. She had had a stroke and was unable to talk, and now was able to come back and sing happy birthday, which is really, really cool. We're talking about a lot of happy birthdays this morning, so, you know, that's great. Happy, happy birthday, baby. We have wonderful joys with God. He blesses us with so many things that we gather together to praise him in all that we do, and as we do, let's share our thanksgiving with our morning tithes and our offerings. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. 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 So when we get to our prayers, we'll pray for Frank and, and that he can get to the bed he needs at the hospital that he, he wants.
we give you these gifts and we pray that you'll bless them to be used for the wonderful work of Jesus in this world. Touch the hearts and souls of people everywhere, particularly in Nicaragua, and give them your peace and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. It's troubling a couple of people. <laughs> This morning, we do have a few concerns I'd like to share with you. First of all, uh, tomorrow morning, we will have the funeral services for Dave Johnson. He's a young man from our congregation, 38 years old, who passed away after a long struggle with cancer. So the funeral will be here, and the calling hours are today over at Rooney Funeral Home. I also wanted to mention that Judy Snow's son, Sean, is recovering from surgery, and we're glad about that. We're glad to have Sam Matina home, but her, his son, her daughter, excuse me, Gerald, will be having hip surgery soon. Also, uh, Irene Tate is recovering from home and would like some calls and cards. So if you're of, of an interest in that, we all call that to your attention. Amy Deke is having surgery coming up this week, and, and we'd want to keep her in our prayers. And also for Sandy Teeter, we are happy that she's home, um, but prayers for her continued recovery. 
I read the list because I would forget things. I, I, I was in Chicago last night at 12 o'clock midnight, so um, I'm only partly here. What, what, what do we need to talk about so we're all here together? Yes. Uh, okay, so Jim's dad, 95 years old, uh, lived a good life, but it's difficult when, whenever we lose our parents, so he passed away. We, we'll keep you in our prayers. Others? Yes. Uh, okay. And her name? Okay. Cindy has terminal cancer, so that's her sister-in-law. You know, cancer is such a scourge. We see the impact on families and lives everywhere. Anybody else? Yes. Okay. It's going to be difficult. Dad's going into a wheelchair. That's not easy. Yeah. All right, let's, let's take these and the concerns that we haven't shared but that live in our heart to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Dear God, we, we thank you for all the blessings you give to us, for the joys that we can share in and the birthdays and celebration and healings and great things that have occurred. We thank you, Lord, for the hope you give to us in all of life and especially new life with little children being born. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be mindful when we go through the struggles and difficulties of life that, that you bless us with great joys as well. To be thankful for all the wonderful good things that happen in our lives and to lift them up to you that you might bless us and the world around us through our thanksgiving. We do have concerns, Lord, things that weigh on our hearts, our minds, people in our families, people in our church community. We have concerns about people who are struggling with cancer or, or need heart surgery or you're simply, Lord, trying to recover from so many different things in their bodies. We know, Lord, that you can heal more than even the doctors and nurses. So we pray a special blessing of healing on all the people that have been mentioned and the ones that, that are in our hearts and minds. Lord, we know that there's need for healing in our whole lives, in our minds, the troubles, the worries, the struggles for ourselves, for the people we love the most. We pray, Lord, that you would clear our hearts and our minds and help us to be focused on what you want to bless in our lives. Take away our, our concerns for what we want and fill us with what will bless us especially through your power and grace. Lord, we pray that you would bless us with your grace this morning, that you would heal our souls and take the brokenness that sin causes out of our hearts and touch us and make us whole. We pray that as we turn to the scriptures, you would fill our hearts and minds with the wonder that they can teach us, that you'd be with the, the mind of Pastor Lisa and anoint her with your special Holy Spirit to touch her with a message for our hearts. We pray, Lord, that in all that we do and all that we are to gather here, you'd remember us. 
We've each come with individual prayers, Lord. We pray that you'll listen for just a moment as we share those things that we've brought to give to you. And now, Lord, pour your Holy Spirit into us. Push away all the brokenness and help us just to focus on you for this time we're gathered here, that we might be immersed in the wonders of God. Be with us and bless us. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. And now shall we listen to the word of God. morning. Our scripture this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Suddenly, spring is here. Suddenly, it seems like the whole earth is rejoicing, doesn't it? It's out there, it's rejoicing, it's amazing, and we had a windstorm. And the power went out. And when I talked to Debbie yesterday morning, and she told me that they were ripping up the carpet in the labyrinth, I didn't feel like rejoicing. That's my very, very favorite room in this church. Long, long time ago, round about 2000 or something like that, I had known Pastor Jean from um, my association with lay speaking. And she had an event here where we um, 
all of the, the people who were doing lay speaking came in and we were learning about prayer. We were learning more about prayer than we knew and she invited us to walk that labyrinth. And it was the first time I had ever done that. And it was one of the most wonderful, blessing-filled experiences in prayer of my whole life. I don't feel much like rejoicing, but spring is here. Spring is here. And I've been saying, you all have been hearing me, I've been saying spring is here since what, March 20th? When, when the snow was flying and the wind was blowing and everybody was going, blah, 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 weather. <laughs> but it was spring. And I said, stand on the truth. The truth is, it is spring, even if it doesn't look like it yet. Sometimes we have to rejoice in the midst of our circumstances. Spring is here. And there's much to be grateful for in our Christian lives. Amen? Amen. Through the Apostle Paul, the church has been instructed to rejoice in the Lord always. As members of the body of Christ, we are to remember to always rejoice in our Lord Jesus Christ regardless of our circumstances. This word comes from the letter to the Philippian church, and I don't have better words. So I'm just going to read this for you real quick if you wouldn't mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can do all this through God who gives me strength. Yet, it was good of you all to share in my troubles. According to the reading we heard in Acts that um, Jan read for us earlier, from the very beginning of the church, the people devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's what it says. And we should too. So if the apostle is teaching us the importance of learning to be content in all circumstances and to rejoice as we lift our requests to God because the Lord is near... And whatever troubles we are facing, we know we can trust in God together because we are the Holy Catholic Church, part of the communion of saints. Being the church, experiencing the fellowship of the body of Christ in all that God has called the church to do and to be is one of the most important things Christians believe in. 
even with many differences among us. Whether we're Methodists or Baptists or Presbyterians or Roman Catholics or Eastern Orthodox or any of the other of the hundreds of Christian denominations that exist in the world today, all the points of the Apostles' Creed are believed by those churches. We believe disciples of Jesus Christ, Christians are bound together in faith as the church. This is part of what defines us as people of Christian faith, together in community in good times and in troubled times. People in Western New York have many similarities and many differences. You know this, right? I mean, just look at the people next to you. Similarities, differences, are you looking? Look at the people next to you. Similarities and differences all over the place, right? I think one of the things that all Western New Yorkers have in common is that we look forward to that one definitive day every year when we all know that the weather has finally shifted from winter to spring. It happened last Monday. Did you notice? Really, did you notice? It was last Monday. The sun was suddenly shining and high in the sky. It was warm in the way that it is only warm when spring comes for real. You know, like my grandmother always did. That day, I opened every single window in my house. And then I went out for a walk in the neighborhood. People all over the place were outside. And yes, many of them... We're wearing the customary shorts and flip-flops that we Western New Yorkers put on as soon as the sun is out and the temperature is above 50 degrees. <laughs> and they didn't get surprised by snow this time. By Wednesday, when I went out for a walk before I came to work here, all the lawns, every single one of them was bright green. And as I walked through the neighborhood, I noticed they all needed mowing. Now, the buds on the trees are bursting to start leafing out, and the spring flowers are blooming everywhere. People have been cleaning up yards and raking out gardens, taking out storm windows and putting in screens, running and biking and pushing strollers on the walking trails. I even hung some laundry outside this past week. We all do different kinds of things as we enjoy the springtime. But we have in common the anticipation of that first real day of spring and the joy that we feel when it finally arrives. This is similar, I think, to the differences among the members in the church. One of the words of the Apostles' Creed used to describe the church is Catholic. Now, I know that messes with some of your heads. I was brought up in a Roman Catholic church. Yeah, I'm a Catholic kid. I get it. But in case you don't know, when we proclaim our Christian beliefs by reciting this creed, we don't mean the Roman Catholic church when we say we believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Catholic means universal. 
It refers to the true church as it exists and lives according to the apostles' teachings. The Roman Catholic Church, along with other Christian churches of those many varied denominations, is part of the universal church that shares the beliefs that are stated in our creeds. Does that make sense? That's good. The word Catholic originally began being used in the second century because there was a lot of wrong teaching about Christian faith that was going around, and the true church needed to set some clear standards and say, this is what we all believe as Christians. Catholic meant that the teaching was true, the real, true stuff that the apostles really taught, not some heresy that was going to pull people away from the true faith in God through Jesus Christ. As Christians, we want the right teaching about God to be what we learn, right? Oh, that's good. So we can believe what Jesus taught and be in unity with other Christians, even if we have some different practices, some different ways of thinking about things that are not essential. Our belief, again, in the communion of saints is another thing we state in the creed that is important for the church. In fact, it is that the saints are in communion with each other and God. That's actually what forms the church. If there weren't saints and the saints weren't in communion, there wouldn't be a church. Our being together, believing God, and doing all the things we read about in the Bible that the early church did, that's what makes us the church. If we truly believe God made us church, then we participate in what it means to be the church. Being part of the universal church, which is the whole body of Christ, means we believe we must be in unity in the basics of Christian faith and practice our faith in the ways the church has universally practiced. Following what Jesus taught his disciples demonstrates how God's grace makes the church holy. The creed says we believe in the holy Catholic church and the communion of saints. Did you know that in the original language of the New Testament, the word holy and the word saint are the same word? I was surprised. I thought that was kind of interesting. The um, holy describes how we are, and saint describes who we are, but it's basically the same exact word. So to be a saint, you have to be holy, and, to be ho and, and, and if you're holy, you're probably a saint. It describes the state of people who are set apart by their devotion to serving God. It is in our devotion to serving God that God's grace works in us and through us in ways that sanctify us to make us holy so we may be called saints. Hmm. 
So what did the early church do that we should still be doing? Whether we're Methodist or Baptist or Roman Catholic or some other style of church, what should we be devoted to? We should be devoted to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. This means we need to be growing together in our relationship with God and each other through studying the Bible and learning about what the Bible means to us as Christians. It also means that we're accountable to one another. Look at the people around you. Look at them again. We're accountable to the people around us, to one another in the church, and to God concerning our actions, how we live our daily lives, the choices we make in day-to-day life. Another thing we should be devoted to is meeting together for breaking bread, for prayer, and for praising God. The church gathers together for worship, to join together to receive the sacraments, to pray and to rejoice and praise God. But not only in the church building on Saturday evening or Sunday morning. The church also gathers outside of the building at other times for the purpose of building one another up and doing work of ministry. And there's another thing the book of Acts tells us about what we should be devoted to. The church is also, I should have number three, there we go, the church is also devoted to being those who enjoy the favor of all the people Hmm, we are called to be witnesses in this world of God's love, in this world of God's saving power, in ways that draw people to us. We need to live our lives so that we will enjoy the favor of all people, so that they will be drawn to us, not repelled by us. The miraculous signs and wonders the apostles did and that continue in the church today are not to be kept inside the walls of the church. God has given each of those who have received the Holy Spirit gifts to use in this world and the power of Christ's resurrection to use, to use them to show God's glory. These gifts are given by God so that the church may be equipped for the work God has made us holy to do. The scripture says of the saints that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, I'm trying to remember, you know, think about this a little bit. And when I think about that scripture a little bit, I think God didn't just start supernaturally zapping people and sending them into the church. Although I probably, I think that God probably could do that. But instead, God supernaturally zapped those who heard the message, who believed the message, and who were baptized so that they could go into the world and share the message they had, been believe, they had believed in. Have you been supernaturally zapped by God? Because 
if you have, then you are among those who have received the Holy Spirit and who have supernatural gifts, spiritual gifts, that God intends to be used so that the number of those being saved will be added to daily. Each member of the Holy Catholic Church has a different part in this miraculous process, and each one does their part in unique ways. The church is a creation of God that is as diverse in its membership as the rest of God's creation is diverse. We serve God not only through being devoted to God in this lifetime, but also in anticipation of the day when we will be at home with all of the saints who have gone on before us. As witnesses for the gospel of Christ, we join the saints of God from all times and all places. We are in unity with them in holiness, in sainthood, in the here and now, and for all eternity. Those who came before us witnessed to the hope of salvation in Christ so that we would have that hope, so that we could be devoted disciples of Christ today. Today's church is meant to continue that work on. Peter said, a little bit before the, the passage that was read this morning, this promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord will call. The Lord calls our children and all the rest of the world through us. That is Christ's mission through us. The United Methodist Church seeks to live out Christ's mission by working to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. United Methodists have been doing this work with God's help for 50 years. And our parents before us, all the way back to the church we read about in Acts, did it too. Whatever their circumstances, they rejoiced in the Lord. They devoted themselves to the call of being the church. One day, all God's church will rejoice with them in glory. In the presence of God, where the praise never ends, and we all sing together with one holy Catholic voice. Spring really came. And with it, beautiful warm weather and sunshine that drew neighborhoods out of dusty houses into fresh air, along with wind and rain and backed up sewage that drew our church together to clean and restore. Praise the Lord! Because God is good. And all the time. Yesterday, some of us were called to clean up the Family Life Center. Some of them are sitting in the room today. Tomorrow, and for some time to come, some of us will be called to participate in restoring what has been damaged. Others will carry on the work of preaching and teaching to support them. Others of serving the needs of other people in the church, that's ongoing work that needs to be attended to, too. Others will continue serving in the work of mission beyond the walls of this church building. In whatever we do, 
wherever we do it. We are all to do it in ways that witness to God's glory and everlasting love and faithfulness. We are to do it all as devoted servants of God. We are to do it all as members of the Holy Catholic Church, being the saints of God that we are called to be. Now, we know we don't do it perfectly, right? So probably we need to go before God and ask God to forgive us and to help us to move on, to become more like Jesus, yeah? Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, I have sinned. I have not loved you with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I have not loved my neighbor as myself. And sometimes, Lord, I haven't been too nice to my fellow church folk. Forgive me, Lord. Help me, Lord. By the power of your Spirit, make me devoted to you. Make me devoted to relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Make me devoted to the work you've called me to. Make me holy, Lord. Make me a saint. So I can show your love and give you glory wherever I go wherever you lead me. In Jesus' name, amen. God loves you so much. Before you even knew what a sin was, before I even knew what a sin was, God had already taken care of my redemption. God had already taken care of all of us being able to be forgiven. That shows God's love, doesn't it? In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Let's stand and give praise to God as He is worthy.
forgiven. We are loved. We are a community of believers based in God's love. So let's greet one another with the peace of the Holy Spirit as we prepare for the table of grace. together at this table. And in the process of joining in this table, we commune with God Almighty, but we also commune with one another and become the communion of saints. Not just the communion of saints gathered here, but the communion of saints gathered with all the churches of all colors and shapes that join in professing our Apostles' Creed together. We join with all the saints who have ever professed that creed for all the years and years that the church has been on the face of the earth. The communion of saints gathered for God. And you are welcome to join us at this table. If you wish to be a part of the communion of God's saints, and you wish to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're welcome to come, receive from this table, and become a part of his blessed church. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right. It's good. It's a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to God. Because he has blessed us with everything we are and who we are. He has gifted us to be a great ministry to the world around us, to the people close to us, and as a church together. 
And so with all the people on earth and all the angels in heaven, we praise his name and join in the unending hymn saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. He came to be with us. He came to walk with us. He became to be one of us, and he came to draw us together around faith that he has given to us. To be a blessing to one another, to be a blessing to the world. And even though on that night he was betrayed, and even though on the next night he was broken, in his broken body, he drew us together. And so he gave this meal to the disciples. He took the bread, he gave thanks to God, and then he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sin. Eat of this, remembering me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink of this, remembering me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we gather as his church to give him praise and thanksgiving for all he's done as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon all of us gathered here, Lord. Pour out your Spirit to empower us, to strengthen us, to show us where you would use us in this community and in the world around us. Show us, Lord, how we might be witnesses to the ends of the earth that all might come to the salvation of Jesus Christ. Help us to be your hands and your feet in this community of God we call the church and in the world that you have given to us. Bless us to be a blessing in all that we are and all that we do as you have intended and gifted for us to do. For we pray this all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, let us join together in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are assisting you with the table come forward at this time, please?
And now you are invited to join us at the table, the rail for prayers for healing and anointing to light a candle. Come and join us with the Lord.
please stand if you're able as we sing together, O Church of God United. asked me to mention family. You know, I was in Oklahoma yesterday, whirlwind trip, because my wife belongs to a different family called the United States Air Force. And they go where they need to, to support one another, to care for one another. And one of her brothers was retiring, so she had to go. And on the way, I realized I was going through Dallas. And all of a sudden, it was like, Tom, your brother lives in Dallas. You should at least give him a phone call. I didn't get to see him, but I talked to him. Who is the church? You are. You are the church. And it says in the scriptures and Psalms that God will place the lonely in a family. And in this world where we're so caught up in social media and and you see people gathered with their families looking at a little screen and, 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 and not taking the time to be with each other, what a great place where we can gather to just love on one another. And then when we do that, we show the love of God to the whole world. So may God bless you. May God gift you. May God give you his power and his wonder that you might go and live as the church, as the church, in all the grace and joy and peace that he can give you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again we say, rejoice. Rejoice.